Welcome to Transforming Lives with Michael Carter, pastor of The Life Church. The Life Church is a place where you'll enjoy interactive dynamic worship, prayer, and a very practical, down-to-earth yet spiritual message. Our service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night reboot at 6.45 p.m. Visit us at mychurchlife.org or on Facebook. Just search My Church Life and look for The Life Church. Now, let's join Pastor Mike. Starting this new series, Blessed. And listen, our vision as Christians has never, ever, ever been or should never be. We just want to be blessed and that's it. We are blessed so that we can bless others. We don't just receive from God. We receive and give. We receive and give. You know, one of the things that I've often uh, heard talked about, there's this phrase, uh, giving and receiving, giving and receiving. And it's an accurate phrase. It's a biblical phrase. But, uh, you know, really what we ought to get in our heart is the fact that we receive and give. Now, you might say, well, that's, isn't that what you just said? Well, we give and receive, give and receive, but really we receive and give. We receive from the Lord first in order to give. And I'm going to show you that. And that's what our mindset has to be. I have to receive, uh, you know, because, listen, I, I know that we, we give, but we don't just give to get. We don't just give to get. We give and receive. We do. But your heart can't be, I'm just going to give so that I can get. Your heart ought to be, Lord, give to me so that I can give to others. Amen. That's where it is. You are blessed and God desires to pour multiple blessings on you. And if you have that perspective on life, it's the right way to live. That is the correct perspective on life. Lord, allow me to be in a position where I can receive from you that I might be able to give and bless others. It's the right perspective on life and you can't lose with that perspective. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 Look right at verse 8. The Bible says this. Paul is talking to this church at Corinth. And he says, and God is able to make how much grace? All grace abound toward you. Not just pour out grace and whoever might be able to get it. If you happen to be there, you can grab some. No, toward you. Toward you. That you always, how often? Always having how much all sufficiency in how many things uh, you're starting to get a little uh theme here of how you know it's interesting that god when god speaks and when i read god's word there's a lot of times where there's, there's this word all all god doesn't take second best god doesn't do anything halfway god encompasses all Having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for how many good works? Every, all, every good work as it is written. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower receive and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God 
for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. All, every, all, every. Look at a couple of the verses in the New Life Version I put up here for you. Verse 8 in the New Life Version says this. It says, God can give you all you need, all that you need. He will give you more than enough. You will have everything you need for yourselves. Watch this now. Are you ready? And you will have enough left over to what? Give when there is need. That is the point. A lot of people read the first part and stop there. Now look down at verse 11. Verse 11 and 12 in the, in the New Living Version, New Life Version. It says, God will give you enough so you can always give to others. It's not just that God is always giving to us. But he wants us to always give to others. Then many will give thanks to God for sending gifts through us. This gift you give not only helps Christians who are in need, but it also helps them give thanks to God. How many can understand that every, all this is about is giving glory to God? It's all about giving glory to God. Receiving and giving is really about giving glory to God. His name is on the line. You have to understand that. We are God's people. And if we walk around and we just go through life with our head down all the time, it reflects on God. He doesn't, not that we won't ever struggle, not that we don't have to ever go through things, but there's a point to it. There is a point to it that we come out on the other side. You go through the fire to burn off all that that's not like God all that you don't need so that you come out on the other side good as gold. Come on. That's the purpose of it. We have to change our perspective. I want to tell you something this morning. I know I'm talking about blessing, but you have to trust your struggle. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you need to trust your struggle this morning. Trust the struggle that you're going through. A caterpillar will never become a butterfly unless it trusts the struggle. Trust the struggle and you will be blessed. God wants you to be blessed. Let me tell you what I'm talking about here. Blessed simply, I define it this way. Blessed means this. It means I am chosen. I am favored and deeply loved by God who seeks ways to bless me and use me to bless others. I will freely take all I am given and use it to bless others. If your attitude is that, you'll never run out. You'll never run out. You'll never run out. Because God, listen, you know, I, I had a social studies teacher back in high school. And he was, we got to the part where we were talking about the economy. And uh, one of the things that I began to think about is he told me about how the Treasury Department makes money. How, you know, money is originated. They have the paper and the ink and all that. And they make dollar bills and $10 bills. And, and I was just thinking, well, if, uh, you know, if we're in trouble and people need money, why don't they just make some more money and give it to people? You know, and he had to explain to me the economy doesn't work that way. It's not economy class this morning, but I understand now that it doesn't really work. You just can't go back into the room and just start making some more money and throwing it out into the economy, you know, or throw everything off. But I can tell you this about God. God is absolutely able to do that. He goes back in the room and starts rolling it off. More blessings, more. There is no limit to God's supply, and there is no uh, monkey wrench in God's economy when he blesses you more. 
None whatsoever. And so why do we think we're going to use it all up? Give because God has more to give to you. And I'm not just talking about money. I use the treasury, but I'm not talking about just money. I'm talk God wants this in every area of your life. Listen, if you don't forgive people, how do you expect God to forgive you? Because you don't deserve it every time. You don't deserve it every time God forgives you. Come on, I hate to tell you that this morning. I know some of us think we deserve it every time because it wasn't that bad. But you don't deserve it every time God shows mercy on you. In fact, the definition of mercy means he's, he's given something to you that you don't deserve. Come on. Or he's not giving you what you do deserve. Come on. His grace and mercy is upon us. And so how, how is it that we think we're above what God does for us and we won't forgive people when they don't deserve it? Come on. Live that way because God's got more mercy. <laughs> his mercy endures how long? Forever. And his mercies are new every morning, every day. He has new mercy. You wake up in the morning, guess what? Mercy waiting on you. It's waiting on you. His mercy, his grace is waiting on you. And so we have to believe this. I am chosen and I am favored and deeply loved by God. He seeks ways to bless me. And guess what, Lord? Thank you because I want to take all that you give me and I'm going to find ways to bless other people. That's what walking in the blessing means. That's what walking in the blessing means. The blessed person is this person. It means it's a person that knows and feels and relishes God's affirmation, God's assurance, God's acceptance and approval. That's what it means to be blessed. Blessed people know they are chosen and cherished and valued. Come on, then you are blessed. Can I tell you something this morning? If you're a person who walks around with your head down all the time, you're depressed, you always, it's gloom and doom all the time. I want to tell you something. You're not walking in the blessing of the Lord. You might say, well, I don't have that much money in my bank account. This person's talking about me. That has nothing to do with the blessing of the Lord. When you walk in the blessing of the Lord, those other things, come on, take care of themselves. God says, seek me first. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all, remember here's the word, all these things shall be added unto you. If somebody don't like you, when you're walking in a blessing, all of a sudden you realize that's their problem. I mean, if you're walking in the blessing, now if you did something wrong, that's your problem. And you need to go ask for forgiveness. But I'm saying, if you're walking in the blessing of the Lord, the only thing you're worried about is, I'm trying to bless you. You don't like me. I want to find out why, because I know God wants to bless you. But I'm not going to change what I'm doing. I'm walking in the blessing of the Lord. A blessed, person's no, blessed person knows that they are blessed and they're walking in the blessing. Have confidence in God, not in your bank account. Have confidence in God, not in your flesh. Have confidence in God. You'll mess it up. I'll mess it up, but God doesn't mess it up. So the blessing is what we're really talking about. I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about the blessing. I'm not talking about one-time events. The blessing is this. The blessing is simply the transmission or the endowment of the power of God. The See, a lot of people think, well, you know, the Lord, I, I got a new car. Uh, I got married to the person of my dreams. Uh, you know, I got this thing. I got, I got a new job. People think that that's the blessing. That's the blessing of the Lord. That's not the blessing. That's just the result 
of the blessing of God. The blessing is the transmission or the endowment of the power of God's goodness and favor poured into my life. And see, this way, it's not about one-time thing or something that happened twice or three times or what, this happened with the business or I got a great tax return. Or, this is walking in it. This is, I walk in favor. In Him, I live and move and have my being. I have my being in Him who is the blessing. And when His favor and His anointing is on me, come on, I'm walking in the blessing. Things are going to come my way, but I can walk right through it. This means that the storm is still going to come. There is a storm on the water. But guess what? I can walk right through it, walking on the water. I can walk right through it. That's walking in the blessing. Walking in the blessing is not, not I don't ever have any troubles. No problems ever come against me. No one ever talks about me. No one's ever done me wrong. No one ever tries to offend me. No, that's not walking in the blessing. Walking in the blessing means when people try to offend you, when people talk about you, you're still walking on the water right through the storm, glorifying God through it all. And he's pouring his blessing upon you. And people wonder, why are you so anointed? Why you come through it? Come on, how, how is it that you're able to do that? Uh, when, a, when a bill comes that you didn't realize was coming, you don't flip out like other people do. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Now I got to go talk to the banker. I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. I got to do this. You just go to the word and God finds a way to bless you. How does that seem to happen to that person? They're walking in the anointing. They're walking in the blessing. We're going to talk about how to position yourself for that very thing. Talk about how to position. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn, flip over to, to, to Genesis real quick. Genesis chapter 12. You remember the story of Abraham. And you remember what God told him. Genesis chapter 12. God told Abraham here in verse 2. He told him this. He said, I will make you a great nation. Now, I, you know, to receive that from Abraham, you think, yes, Lord, that means all of, of my offspring, uh, you know, all. Of, he's talking to Abraham himself. Of course, all of his offspring will be a great nation, but first he's got to pour it into Abraham. He's got to put it on him and pour it into him first. God says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. In another version, it puts it this way. It says, then I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. It, it's so that you can show the blessing of the Lord to others. This is not just for me. I, I can't be a hoarder. <laughs> Come on, we're talking about hoarders. You can't be a hoarder and be blessed by God. God doesn't bless hoarders. God blesses givers. I said God doesn't bless hoarders. God blesses givers. And again, remember, I'm not just talking about money. God doesn't bless hoarders who take his forgiveness and never forgive anyone else. Come on. God, God doesn't bless hoarders who just take compliments and affirmation from God and never compliments and affirms anyone else. God doesn't bless hoarders who take God's deliverance when I was in trouble and you came and you got me out of that situation and you sent me on my way and I don't do that for anyone else. 
I don't look for people who are struggling. I don't look for people who are in a no-win situation and find ways to help them. Not just give to them, but help them. Not just give them fish, but teach them. That takes more time. See, sometimes it's just a little easier just to give a fish. I'll just give you a few dollars. Please don't call me anymore. Oh, you never felt like that? Sorry, I didn't mean. Come on. But we have to help people. We have to help people. He said, then I will make you a blessing. I'll perform a special work within you. I will fashion and create something within you. I will prepare you to be a blessing, he's saying. The sovereign God, he sets you on a course. He sets a purpose in your life. There is a purpose for this blessing. And he'll make your name great, exalted honor. Why will he do that? Why will you make my name great, Lord? Because you know every time something comes at me, I push it right to you. And when God knows that, he'll make your name great. He'll make you a person of influence. He'll put you in positions that you could never get in without him. He'll put you in places that other people wouldn't dream of being in. Come on, he'll put you in situations that may be uncomfortable for you. But God's anointing on you will change the atmosphere of the situation. And it'll change the heart of the person. I will make your name great. You are blessed to be a blessing to others. You're blessed to be a blessing. Receive and give. Receive and give. Change that thing from give and receive. It's all about give and receive. It's all about give and receive. No, no, no. Change it around. Seems subtle. Seems like semantics, doesn't it? Change your mind to receive. Go to God first. God, give seed to the sower. You're looking at a sower right here, God. You're looking at a sower. Come on, that's what you need to say when, you, when you're in your prayer time with God. Come on, God, I'm a sower. Give to me because I'm going to give. I'm going to find ways to help people. He'll give you more. He say, oh, you'll find ways to help people? Well, here's three times then. Come on, go help three people. Go help three people. Being positioned in Christ, though, is where we have to be. See, here's what it is. All of that. Sounds good, and we, amen, Lord, give me the blessing. I want to walk in the blessing. And I think that one of the things that sometimes we forget about, we don't understand, is that we need to be in position. Now, this is not a physical position. You say, Pastor Mike, what do you mean? Do I have to come in position? I'm ready. <laughs> no, it's not a physical position. This is a spiritual position that we have to be in. I used to hate when people said that. I, I, I'll just be, I'll be transparent with you. I, you know, I hear preachers say, you got to be in position to be blessed. I'll say, what does that mean? You know, I, I'm in position. Lord, there's nothing in my bank account. I'm in position. I'm ready. Fill it up. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Ain't nothing there. I'm ready. Give it to me. <laughs> the brother said, get ready, get ready. I'm already ready. Already ready, already ready, already ready. Put it on in there, Lord. That's what I told him. But no, it's, it's not about a physical position <laughs> that we have to be in. There's a spiritual position. Being positioned for blessing starts with our spiritual alignment with God through Christ. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Our soul prospers as we align our decisions, come on, our thoughts, our desires to the Word of God and His divine principles. 
Blessings then begin to flow freely to us and through us. We are blessed because we are in Christ, because we are redeemed by Christ, and we are redeemed from the curse. There is truth to that. That's not, I'm not just giving you sloppy agape or some, you know, sloppy uh, prosperity message. Come on. This is, this is the word of God. I'm telling you what the word of God says. That's what I'm telling you. I'm just giving you the word of God. That's all I can preach. I can't preach something else because I can't back it up. I mean, I can tell you a lot of stuff. Oh, this is your year. You're going to be blessed. Here's your breakthrough. If you just do this three times. If God didn't tell me that, I can't tell it to you because I can't back it up. You might come looking for me. So I'm not going to say any of that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what the word says. And the word says that God says to you, I would that you prosper. The word says that even as, even as, even as your soul prospers. You got to be in position to receive blessings from God. And that means a spiritual alignment. In Galatians 3, uh, the Bible says, just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Remember, he said, I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. Come on. Therefore, that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, that's you and I, by the way, by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing with Abraham. With believing with Abraham. This is how we position ourselves. Blessing begins with you, first of all, being born again, believing in God and being justified by God. Now I'm talking about walking in the blessing. You know, the Bible says that the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. There are some laws that just work, okay? I mean, sowing and reaping, as long as the earth is here, that law just works, right? All these laws work for both the just and the unjust. But here's what I want to tell you. Here's where you, you who love Christ and have accepted him in your heart, have the advantage because you now have his DNA and now you walk in the blessing. He's not just going to use you for special projects. See, he'll use anybody for special pride. I'll use anybody and anything, God says, for what I want to do. Anybody. I, I, he used the devil. Read Job if you don't believe me. He used the devil. The Bible said the devil was walking through, minding his own business. He called, hey, what you doing? Well, I'm walking through. I'm trying to see, you know, what I can do, what, what mischief I can. He said, well, what about Job? You never thought about him, have you? Well, no, you got your hedge around him. I'll put my hedge off of him. What? God, look for him. Read it. Read it. God's in control of everything, including your enemy. <laughs> including your enemy. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, but, but to walk in the blessing, you have to have a changed heart. Born again, accept Christ in your life. Down in Galatians 3 and verse 29, it says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs, heirs according to the promise. You see, blessing begins with God giving to us through Christ. And then it flows from us to others, doesn't it? Down in verse 13 of that same chapter, Galatians 3, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. He took all that for us. 
It is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That, why? Here's the reason. Watch it. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive, receive first, receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Then we give to others. And we give out. And when we do that, it comes. It comes. It comes. The blessings we have are all in Christ. They're all spiritual blessings, then physical. Because in Ephesians 1, 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with, here's, here's the word again, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. The positioning is first by grace. First by grace. Listen, here's our declaration. This, this should be your, this should be your, your prayer. Here, here's your declaration this morning. When you go before God, tell God, Lord, let the power of the blessing of God come upon me. Let it overtake me, invading every area of my life and lifting me up to another level, high above my old life and all my enemies. Yes, please, Lord, bless me now. Do you want to know how it's possible that you can even make that declaration? It's because you're positioned. You're positioned. You have a spiritual alignment to God through Christ Jesus. You are submitted. You have surrendered all. You have surrendered your heart. You have surrendered your life. You realize that you are blessed to be a blessing. And when you realize that, you can say, let your blessing come upon me, Lord. Every area of my life, my relationship with my wife, my children, come on, on my job, wherever I am, on the road, driving on the road. When somebody wants to tell me I'm number one, I say, yeah, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I am number one. I'm his favorite. <laughs> bless me, Lord. Yes, please bless me now. Why? Because I'm going to bless others. I'm going to bless others. Position yourself to receive blessings. Let me just give you four things here. How you want to position yourself. First of all, you want to position yourself with great expectation. You see, when you, when you align yourself to God through Christ, now there's an expectation. Too many of us expect before we align. Align, I said, listen, too many of us expect before we align. God is saying, align yourself with me. I have no problem doing all the stuff that you think is impossible. Listen, I major in the impossible. That's what I love to do. That's, that's, that's what I do. I mean, the possible stuff, I'll leave that to you. You do the possible. I do the impossible. That's what God is saying. Oh, you want something impossible? There you go. Call on me. I am the Lord. I am the Lord God, strong and mighty. I am the Lord God, mighty in battle. I love to do what you call impossible. It's just nothing for me. Oh, that? Yeah, I got it right here. No problem. He loves to do that. But we need to align ourselves to God through Christ, first of all. Now we can have great expectation. We need to do it with great prayers. God wants to stay in touch with us. Come on. He wants to continue to bless you, but he wants you to stay in touch with him because he might have something to tell you. He just might. I know you not want to hear from people all the time telling me what I need to do with my life. But the one who created you might just have something to say about your life. He might just know something that might help you. And then you want to have great attitude. 
Come on, that's why I had us just give a shout this morning because we need to have a great attitude no matter what. I don't care how the music was this morning or how it's raining outside or all of these things are going on. We got to have a great attitude when it comes to serving God. We must have a great attitude. God wants us to have a great attitude. He'll bless us that way. And then with great faith, it takes great faith. Listen, you cannot please God without it. You can't please him without faith. There's nothing you can do. You can do something for a hundred people. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. You simply can't do it. That means obeying his word and speaking his word and not going back. Not turning back, not having your hand to the plow, looking backward. None of that. Come on, not looking to the left or the right. I'm determined. I'm, listen, in, in my life, I'm here. And I believe in you and nothing can change that. I don't care about your science. I don't care about any of that. Nothing can change that I believe that Jesus died on the cross for the remission of my sins. I'm aligned to God through Christ Jesus. And I believe in his word. You are blessed. You are blessed to bless. If you don't get anything else today, understand that you are blessed to bless. And these, this blessing, don't, I'm not saying go home and look at your bank account and say I'm blessed. Or look at what your needs are. Look to see if you have a job or not. Or look to see what the status of your relationship is. Uh, to see if I'm blessed or not. You just need to understand you are blessed to bless. Just like God is God. Nothing you can, listen, you can argue, you can do all that. God, he just is. And also you have to understand that if you love the Lord, if you've accepted him in your heart, then you are blessed to bless. You just need to align yourself and receive. Look to receive from God first. Proverbs 11, 24, 26 says, one gives freely. Watch this now. This is good. It says, one, Proverbs 11, 24, in case you want to jot that down. It says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. It's the Bible. It's the Bible, by the way. I'm not giving you Confucius. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And the one who waters will himself be watered. The people curse him who holds back grain. But a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. Listen to how the message puts one of the verses. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Curses on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessing on all those who play fair and square. You are blessed to be blessed. When you bless others, God promises to take care of your needs. He promises that. When, when you bless others, blessing others will come back to you with more blessings than you even knew was possible. God wants to bless you, but you must bless others first. Let me give you this last thing here over in Luke. In fact, do I have time? Just two minutes. Let me just show you this real quick. You, you know, I, I was talking about how, you know, when you, when, whenever we hear messages like this, oh, I'm just so blessed. My mind, let me not say our mind, my mind always goes to money, doesn't it? I'm, I'm blessed. Oh, you're talking about being blessed. Give to receive. I can receive more money, it, it, you know, and that's part of it. But I just want to show you that God is, I want to show you without beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is talking about every area of your life. 
All right, give me just a couple minutes. Go over to, uh, what is it, Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, because I want you to see this together. I'm going to go to two different verses of Scripture. Uh, and let me see where we want to go here. Matthew chapter 7. Okay, just look at... <clears throat> Just look at the first couple verses of this. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 1. Uh, is, now first of all, as we read this, I just want you to see if there's a theme in these first couple verses that you might be able to get out of it. I don't know if you can or not. You know, if you can dig in. See, I don't know if your mind works with puzzles, but just see if you can see a theme. Okay? I'm, okay, you ready? Here we go. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. He says, Judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you will be judged are you starting to see a little bit of a thing I don't know if you can kind of tell the hidden theme in this verse anybody know what that might be what is he talking about here anybody what ju judging Patty got that she she dug in there I know, everybody can't get it. Everybody can't get it, Sister Patty. You got, sometimes you got to dig in there and try to find out what he's talking about. You know, and then he just says, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. All right, you got that? So Jay, he's talking about judging, and then he says, with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Do me a favor, flip over to Luke real quick. I know you're ready to go. We're just about done. I just want to show you this. It's amazing. I'm just so amazed when I look at this. All right, Luke, let me look. Okay, now this is the same. Now that was Matthew. Jesus was talking. That was Matthew. He wrote down what he remembered Jesus say. Now Luke writes a little bit faster than Matthew because he's a doctor and he can write a little bit faster because he writes a little sloppier. And uh, Matthew wrote real neat. So he just extracted a couple of things. Luke got a little bit more from what Jesus said, okay? Same, this is the same time that Jesus was talking, okay? So verse 37, chapter 6, Luke chapter 6. Look at Luke chapter 6. This is the same exact time that Jesus is talking. Remember before he said, judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you use, it will be judged back to you with you know, that same measure, okay? Here we go again, verse 37. Are you with me? This is it. Judge not. So you remember, this is the same thing. All right, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Now, hold on for a second before you go on any further. Go down to verse 38 at the end of it. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Remember, that sounds just like what we just read, right? Judge not that you shall not be judged. For with the same measure you use. But now let's look at what all Luke put in there. He put a little bit more. Verse 37 again. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will it be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, here, Luke expands it a little. It's not just the judging. Now, all of a sudden, it's condemning. It's forgiving. Are you starting to see? Because we use, I use that verse because we use that give and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over shall all men give it to your bosom. We use it at offering time and we think about money. Now let me just tell you the word it 
is, is, a, is an example of an inanimate object. All right? And so it can mean anything. It can mean judgment. It can mean money. It can mean forgiveness. So money can be put in there. But God is really telling us that every area of your life, given whatever it is, will be given back to you. Not just the good things. Give judgment. Give condemnation. Guess what? It's going to be given back to you. Not only given back to you, but good measure. Pressed down. Come on. Shaken together and running over will condemnation and judgment and unforgiveness be given back to you if you don't have a heart to bless others. But guess what? It's just not that. It's just not the bad side of it. And we don't want to think about that. It's the blessing. It's the blessing of the Lord. That's why we want to give forgiveness. That's why we don't want to give condemnation. That's why we want to give encouragement. That's why we want to give all of those things. Proverbs 22.9 says, He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. God wants us to be givers. He wants you to live to give. Live your life to be a giver. Live your life to give. Give of your time. Give of your wisdom. Give of your knowledge.